HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode of Time for Lunch is brought to you by the wonderfully Michigan Montmorency Tart Cherries. Learn more at choosecherries.com. It's time for lunch. Welcome to Time for Lunch. This is a place to learn about eating, cooking, enjoying, and most of the time, actually, playing with your food. Each episode, we're going to cover a new subject. I'm Hannah Forden. And I'm Harry Rosenblum. Tune in for food, fun, and flavor. We have a special guest here for lunch today, and it's up to you to guess who they are and what the theme of today's episode is. Ready? What shape are you? I'm round and a little fuzzy. Are you grown or made? I grow on trees. Hmm, I'm thinking you might be a fruit. I am. What color are you? Sometimes yellow, sometimes orange, and sometimes reddish. And how do people like to eat you? Usually right off the tree when my flesh is sweet and juicy or baked in a cobbler. Do you think you know what I am? You're a peach! That's right. Would you eat a baby girl or a matter baby? What's a matter baby? Nothing, sugar. What's the matter with you? Now it's time for our question of the day. The answer to this question is somewhere in this episode, so listen carefully. What kind of peach is bright yellow? The answer is somewhere later in the episode, so see if you can find it. I love eating peaches. I also like reading about them. I'm sure one of our listeners have read one of my favorite books, which is James and the Giant Peach by Roald Dahl. Such a great book. I'm trying to grow a peach tree right now from a seed. I saved a pit last summer from a particularly delicious peach, and I kept it in a cool place all winter. I cracked the pit to reveal the seed inside about a month ago, and I got it to sprout. And now it's a seedling about one foot tall. Wow. How long do you think it'll take before you can eat one of those peaches? Well, from what I've read, I think it's going to take a couple of years, but then I'll have some to share. Now, growing peaches might seem easy. You can do what Harry did and plant a seed. You can imagine a beautiful peach tree growing with tasty, ripe peaches hanging from its branches. But in reality, farming and growing fruit especially is super hard work. 
Jermaine Jenkins is a farmer and educator in North Charleston, South Carolina. Okay, hey, I'm Jermaine Jenkins, the chief farm officer and co-founder of Fresh Future Farm. Jermaine's farm is in the city of Charleston. She doesn't have acres and acres of space, but she grows a lot of delicious produce in her urban plot. Our biggest item that moves the fastest, though, are our peaches. Not only does Jermaine grow food on her farm and sell it at their on-site grocery store, she also helps young folks learn how to grow their own food. A few years ago, she planted some peach trees. It took a long time for them to start bearing fruit. She waited and waited. One year, two years, three years, still no peaches. That third year, Charleston was hit with a big snowstorm. Then when the snow cleared, Jermaine had some special guests at Fresh Future Farm. I remember as a kid, you know, in science class or biology or something, them telling you to talk really nicely to a plant to see if it would grow. And if you were mean to the plant, if it wouldn't grow. Well, like, you know, what our West African ancestors like do whenever they grow stuff is they pour libations out for their crops and they also do harvest dance. So we found a, a troupe that did it and like, hey, you know, my husband like dances out there. We play music sometimes. But let's be intentional about bringing like a West African um, cultural experience to the farm. Drummers came and dancers and her little farm was filled with music. This Denenefe West African group did this dance in April by our peach trees that were naked and small. And then a month later, we like trees had hundreds of peaches on them all the way to the top. And they were the juiciest peaches that you would ever have. Something about that harvest dance was really good for Jermaine's peach trees. I mean, who doesn't like being sung to? She decided to make this sort of musical encouragement part of her normal farming routine. The students who join her for summer camp play an important role. We had the kids... Um, talk and sing to our peach trees. And <clears throat> because we didn't want to appropriate West African culture, um, we just we just like cheered like you would cheer for your classmate when they're um, rounding second base in softball. And we just like, peach, 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 peach. Yay, thank you, peaches. And all of those, that second bunch of peaches produced. Do you have plants at home? Or a garden? A tree outside your window? Give it a try. Tell the peach that you appreciate it and just like just imagine the vibrations between like the clapping and the stomping and stuff, reaching that peach and the peach responding with um, ripened fruit. Thank you so much to Jermaine Jenkins for telling us about her peaches. Coming up later in the episode, she's going to share a very special peach recipe with us. I think you're really going to enjoy it. We've got a whole lot more stories and fun facts about peaches coming up. Stay tuned, it's still time for lunch after the break. This episode of Time for Lunch is brought to you by the wonderfully Michigan Montmorency Tart Cherries. Did you know that there are more than 1,000 kinds of cherries in the United States? But there's one extra special cherry called the Montmorency that I want to tell you about. They're tart cherries, which means they're a little sweet and a little sour. 
Michigan produces about 75% of the U.S. tart cherry production. That's the state that looks like a mitten, way up next to Canada. Montmorency tart cherries are grown on family farms and harvested in late July, early August. It's hard to find them fresh. 99% of tart cherries are processed into dried, frozen, canned, and made into juice, so we can enjoy them all year round. Yum! Montmorency tart cherries are one of America's superfruit, which means they're good for you! Not only are tart cherries delicious, but they provide nutrients and antioxidants that young eaters need to keep their minds and bodies healthy. Learn more about the wonderfully Michigan-grown Montmorency tart cherry at choosecherries.com. Welcome back to Time for Lunch. Today, we're feeling just peachy. That's right, this episode is all about yummy, juicy, fuzzy peaches. Hannah, have you ever noticed that when you bite into a peach, sometimes the fruit separates easily from the pit and sometimes it holds on and is hard to get off? Yeah, that does happen. Peaches are divided into two different types called freestone and clingstone. The pit in the middle of a peach is called a stone. Peaches where the flesh pops off the pit cleanly are called freestone, and when it sticks to the pit, they're called clingstone. My name is Stephen Rose, and I live in Nashville, Tennessee, but I grew up in a little town in Georgia that grows all Georgia peaches. So we bring peaches here to Nashville, we tour all over the country, and we ship peaches to folks' homes all over the country. Just like with many of the things we talk about here on Time for Lunch, there are many varieties of peaches with more than 3,000 varieties grown worldwide. There's lots and lots of varieties. In fact, the farms we partner with grow about 40 varieties of peaches. And that allows you to pick peaches all the way from mid-May through early August because different varieties are ripe at different times. The great thing about Georgia is you get consistently cool winter and a consistently hot summer along with that Georgia red clay that's really thick and holds nutrients uh, right below the topsoil to keep the trees having a lot of minerals to grow great peaches year in and year out. Not all peaches look the same. There's a lot of variation in color and flavor. You know, if you go to the grocery store, you might think all peaches should be red and uh, have this perfect blush, but that's not the truth at all. You know, peaches are all different colors. In fact, one of my favorite varieties is called the Alberta, and it's bright yellow. It looks like a tennis ball, but you bite into it and it tastes like candy. So you don't want to always uh, judge peaches by the way they look. It's a lot more accurate to judge them by the way they smell, because if they smell super floral and delicious when you bite in, it'll probably match that experience. I eat a lot of peaches, and Usually fresh, but my favorite way is in a fresh peach cobbler with some vanilla ice cream just to really highlight, you know, the queen of fruit, the Georgia peach. I have great memories of biting into a super ripe peach and having the juice be all messy and sweet, and it reminds me of a perfect summer day, maybe with a sprinkler going on the lawn or just sitting in the sun. Peaches just elicit so many emotions. Whenever I, I my favorite thing is to get peaches in the hands of people who have not, who have had a great peach experience earlier in life, but have not had a great peach in a long time. And to be able to reintroduce them to the way a peach should taste like really makes a world of difference. 
Big thanks to Stephen Rose for telling us about his peaches. Stephen and his wife Jessica own the peach truck, and they distribute fresh peaches from Georgia all over the U.S. Check them out at thepeachtruck.com. You know, all this talk about peaches has got me just about ready for a dance break. Thanks to Breakmaster Cylinder for those fun dance tunes. When we visited Germaine on her beautiful farm, she shared a super simple recipe with us. Celebrated chef and friend of Fresh Future Farm, BJ Dennis, came up with this one. It's a variation on a summer treat. A really popular snack for kids in Charleston is something called a chili bear, which is where normally you freeze Kool-Aid and then you eat it like a popsicle. He suggested to me that we can make a healthy version of that by using the peach pits from our trees. So um, we produced a cookbook this year um, called Cooking Jones in Nitro Culinary Spirit. And there is a recipe for peach pit tea. And there are exactly four ingredients or three ingredients in this. Um, Just water, a handful of peach pits, and sugar or honey. And you just boil the peach pits Um, You can sweeten the water if you want to or have it unsweetened. And then, like, once the sugar dissolves, you can just pour it in a glass over ice and you have peach pit tea. With the help of your favorite grown-up, you can learn more about Fresh Future Farm, see photos, and even order a copy of their cookbook at freshfuturefarm.org. Before we wrap up today's show, we're going to hear a book recommendation from our friend Declan. My name is Declan. I live in New York, and I am seven years old. I just want to report a book called James and the Giant Peach. The reason why I really like it is because it has it has a lot of cooperation. It's really funny, and it just it's just really good for kids. My favorite part of the book is um, when the two grandmas, I think, get run over by rhinos. Would you recommend the book to other people? Um, a lot. Recommend it to kids, mostly kids. At the beginning of the episode, we asked, what kind of peach is bright yellow? And the answer is... One of my favorite varieties is called the Alberta, and it's bright yellow. It looks like a tennis ball. Thanks for listening to Time for Lunch. We'll be back next week with more tasty stories. Thanks to Florence and Declan for sharing their voices on the show today. The show is written, produced, edited, and hosted by Harry Rosenblum and Hannah Forden, with engineering by Liam Warner. Time for Lunch is a production of Heritage Radio Network, the world's pioneer food radio station. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. Time for Lunch is powered by Simplecast. And please stay in touch, whether you have a joke you'd like to share or if you'd just like to tell us what you had for lunch. We love hearing from you. Send us your recipes, poems, book recommendations, or anything else you think we might like. It's super easy to record yourself using the Voice Memo app on an iPhone. 
ask a grown up to help you and email us at timeforlunchpodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to include your name, age, and your address so we can send you something in return. Thanks for listening.